This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 230, Your Magosh is Better Than Mine, Matt McCurley. All Things Azeroth is sponsored by Doghouse Systems. Visit them at doghousesystems.com and get a $25 Jinx gift card when you use the code BACON. You're listening to All Things Azeroth. Your World of Warcraft podcast. With your hosts, Midros and Shade. And welcome back to another thrilling and exciting All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I am your host, Medros, and with me I have, of course, Shade. How you doing there, Shade? Hi, I'm doing pretty good. I'm talking over the... I should have probably should have waited for it. But. I, yeah, I that intro creeps me out. every. Well, not creep me out, it's just I'm like, yeah, I feel like I should be something other than hi how you doing you know there should be something more to that anyway we have a guest today i brought a guest indeed we have mr tobelrad himself how you doing matt i'm doing all right akama gosh friends uh we (laughs) yeah mr tobelrad great i'm glad that that's gonna be my legacy (laughs) the tobelrad class president tobelrone is delicious and tobelrad is not that's yeah, it. That's it. Again. I just finished dinner. Anyway, <laughs> no more food talk. <laughs> no more food talk. Deal. No Warcraft talk. So, so I would like to state that this is the uh, the first episode that I'll be drinking from my new, lovely Merlock Stein that has finally arrived. I heard and there as, might be alcohol in it. And, and as I promised last week, there is alcohol in it. Uh, I am having it Crown and Coke, and it is delicious. In fact, I'm refilling it now. I, I don't have anything near as fancy. I, I just have, like, my paper Starbucks cup, because I went to Starbucks before I came home. So I'm, like, nursing the Starbucks and trying to stay awake. I must say that I love it, and my my uh, Stormwind mug uh, has been serving as my uh, drinking vessel all week. So uh, thank you to Shade for getting those out to me. I do truly appreciate that. I could throw some Baileys in my Starbucks, but I don't know how exciting mm. that would. I, I would be Irish reduced coffee. to just giggling mm. like a moron at the end of the show. Mmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining. Anyway. I'm imagining uh, Medros just walking around the house with his Stein and just having absolutely everything in it, from foodstuffs to drinks to absolutely anything that he can possibly find just abusing the hell out of that stein <laughs> i heard your fiance didn't think that the stein was all that amazing she actually thought it was very gaudy she didn't like the, she yeah. said she said it was all pewter that it would be nicer but it's it's stoneware it is it gaudy look that's nice the point it looks cartoony it's a murloc stein it's supposed to be outrageous I think you should turn it on its side and make the little pewter murloc head on the top. Just make it talk to her. Well, I did a, like, I, I did an unboxing video, and 
Yeah. Chris Blatt was in the chat room when I did it, and uh, he said that it looked like the Murloc was watching him. It was. Yes. I thought the video was awesome, though. That's just me, though. I think you should make the Murloc talk to your fiancé. Like, <laughs> just have a frank <laughs> frank and honest discussion between your fiancé and the Murloc. Why don't you like me, Murloc? Okay, well, I already had a three-hour discussion about whether or not I could have Frostmourne, because I finally showed her what it looks like. Oh, God. Um... Her, her reaction cannot be said on the podcast that is uh, not allowed to have explicit content for the next hour. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, she she went. She didn't like Frostmore. Um, to to give you a censored version of what the, the summary of what she said, uh, there is no way she will have a bleep bleeping um, skull bleeping sword that is soul sucking at her wedding. Wait, you or wanted to have it effect. at the wedding? Well, yes. Cut the cake with it. Yeah. I thought you were going to put, gonna put it on the wall. After the wedding. Like on the mantle. The oh, Medros. This is, this, she is did a, this is her day. <laughs> Believe me, it's her day. It's it's my <laughs> wedding just as much as it is hers. You don't get the sword on her wedding day. <laughs> she, she did say that if, if I can get it, if I can get the money for it donated, then I can have it. Oh, but God. she won't pay for it. She will pay to have uh, Glamdring, uh, Gandalf's sword from Lord of the Rings. She'll pay to have that. Because it's only 200 Oh, hey, see? So I, was about I, have a, I have a backup option. I was about to say that, you know, I guess the Lord of the Rings sword is a little classier than the Frostborn sword, but then I realized we're talking about fantasy swords from fantasy video games and <laughs> literature, and now we're, we're just, just being, being gigantic nerds. Gigantic nerds. nerds. Okay. Lord of the Rings. We're actually watching. We're watching Lord of the Rings now because my uh, my girlfriend's never seen it. So we're uh, wow. we're going through it, and it is uh, going well. But yeah, she, she. I hope you have comfy chairs. A couch, definitely. In fact, <laughs> she, I hope you have a comfy couch because that's a long. Yeah. She, movie. She, she, she she did say that uh, <laughs> that that the Glamdring did look a little uh, less brutal and and ugly. By her standards, I thought Frostmourne looks awesome, but that's just me. I think Frostmourne is very pretty. I don't know if it's you know necessarily. Yeah, if you're gonna have man wedding, then sure. Especially given the connotations, <laughs> especially given the connotations of the blade. I, I, yes, I can understand. I, I can understand her her objections. The the weapon does look very unappealing. Uh, but I, I have said that at some point I will own that sword. I was going to say. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty. But then you're also looking at, you know, this is the sword yeah, that was used to insert suck souls soul out of the joke here. righteous and the pure. <laughs> and I'm getting married with it. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in the end, um, I, I, I don't think I'll win much on having Warcraft stuff at the wedding. But I do want something Warcraft at the wedding because she has a lot. She'll be having some Disney stuff at the wedding, so. I think you should you should hide a murloc in whatever room she's like. <laughs> this wedding just sounds wedding more fascinating every moment I hear like, about it. You know, you know how you have that image. They always take that stereotypical photo of the bride looking over her shoulder into the mirror, <laughs> with the wedding dress and all that. I think you should put the murloc on top of the mirror. No. <laughs> and just see if she notices. See if it, see if you can make it into that photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm never getting married. Yeah, in, in, in the end, uh, how how Warcraft plays in the wedding, we'll see. But uh, how was your week there, Shane? Uh, <laughs> in game, a pretty you know standard. We did some raining. Um, Sunday we didn't we didn't really get to do much of anything on Sunday because there, we had too many people call off. So they did like a ten man, and 
I went in to try and beat the one dude with the vials in that place with the dragon. And, uh, yeah, there we go. I knew if I kept going, somebody would supply the name. Anyway, I uh, couldn't get him down with the group composition that we had, so um, I left for the night. But outside of Warcraft, my week has been... I About three quarters of my bedroom is now sitting in the sewing room and in the hallway, because I'm prepping to like paint this place, but I, I've been struggling to find a proper bed frame. It's like full-size bed frames just do not exist in this town, and I don't understand why. So, between that and paint woes, because I already told you a little bit about the metallic glaze and all that other stuff. It's mm, just been... Glaze. My week has been... Glaze. Not like a donut glaze, like a wall Aww. glaze. But anyway... <laughs> it's just been a hassle. I've just been, like, busy, busy, busy all week long. Anyway, how about you, Medros? In-game, good. Uh... The Heroes of the Lordaeron Guild uh, just today reached level 3. We're very happy. And we are quickly progressing. Well, we're progressing fairly well towards the level 4. Uh, we have a lot of players um, who are playing actively in the guild, and the contest is going well. We have several 83s. I heard that you got to go to an actual dungeon tonight with the Random Dungeon Finder. Actually, I went to I, I, I went into two dungeons today. They are both the same one. Mm-hmm. Which one? And I'll say that I still have not seen a different dungeon than the last one I saw. Oh, Lost uh, City? Yeah. Both of which ones today were Lost City. Have you discovered the entrances for the other dungeons? Uh, I don't know which ones there are. So I really oh. don't know. Okay. What you need to do is you need to look online and somewhere, I think even on WoW Insider somewhere, there's, there's a guide to all of the dungeon entrances. You have to actually go to the dungeon entrance and discover it in order to queue up for that dungeon. It's probable that you just sort of stumbled into Lost City because, you know, when you're questing an Oldham, you go right by it. And you just haven't discovered the other dungeon entrances yet. And that's why you're not getting any other dungeons. Ah. Uh, give me a, Maybe. I mean, a three out of three being the same one, that, that is fairly un unlikely, I would think. It's a fun dungeon, though, isn't it? It is. Um, we, we actually had only one wipe on the first run, no wipes on the second. Um, the only wipe on the cool. first run today was um, the tank. Um, I, I don't recall what exactly he said, but he said that he had made a mistake. Um, he admitted it right away. And after he fell, he, he fell with Siamat at 40%, and I proceeded to, in my ret, get, ret gear, uh, attempt to take him on. Unfortunately, it's, uh, at, at, some, you know, at some point, I guess the healer, healer ran out of mana. Yeah. I used my lay on hands to try and, you know, stay alive, because the boss was at 3% at that point. I was trying everything I could to stay with, you know, keep him off of everybody else, and wasn't doing as much DPS as I would have liked. Um, so unfortunately, the group did eventually wipe at one percent. Aww. But we came back and we we did it without any problems the next run. So. And then you spanked him soundly. Well, that's good. Yeah, and then and the next run uh, was pretty much flawless, and actually had a a we had a tank who was marking, calling CC, and the shaman kept CCing my target. Like as a paladin, I have uh, repentance. I think it is. That basically kind of, yeah. sort of asleep, but as soon as I, as soon as I had repentance the target, the shaman would hex the same target, and I'm like, "Why are you wasting your mana? You're the healer. Save your mana." They're just trying to help. 
It's all good. I definitely understand that, but his hex usually ran up before my repentance did. Yeah. So, um, admittedly, repentance isn't a flawless uh, system. It, it can break. Um, it can can fail sometimes. I suspect more often than hex can. So it's always good to have a backup. But if my my repentance is sticking, he shouldn't be using his hex, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it was nice to actually have a tank that actually understood that, okay, you need to be doing CC, and here's the marks, and here's what we need to do, and you got it a ran good fairly, w- fairly quickly. Yeah, you got a good I- one. I was very happy, yeah. The runs went well. Unfortunately, I got no gear other than en- disenchanted and, and greed gear, but uh, uh, I then went around to all of the uh, reputation hubs, like the quartermasters for the reputations in Cataclysm, and found that there was a bunch of gear that I could buy. So I went around, around and got all the tabards, because my first run I didn't have any tabards. Whoops. I had lost a, a lot of rep. <laughs> and then I, when I, I went around and got all the tabards and also checked the gear and, and found there's a few blues that I could get for my tanking set that I'll probably never use. Got some uh, gear for my DPS set as well. So uh, overall, a really good run, I thought. Cool. What about yeah, you, Matt? Sure. What have you been doing in the world of Warcraft? Today... I went to the auction house to purchase one of those mysterious fortune cards because I thought that would be fun. And I bought one for 14 gold on the auction house, which is what they're going for. And I flipped it over, and it said, you are very lucky. And I got 1,000 gold from it. The end. Nice. Dang, dude. Nice. That was pretty cool. Um, Nice. We've been raiding. We've been, uh, we raid on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesday was, uh... Not super productive because our one of our, our our like main main healer was out of town, so we didn't have him. So we took a bunch of uh, we took a couple other people. We got most of our like farm bosses down, uh, but no progression. And then Sunday we did Ascendant Council, which is a really fun fight. I really like the Ascendant Council. We were just we have, we have a lot of disconnect problems lately. It's been uh, the weird yeah. AOL, uh, not AOL, uh, the weird uh, Time Warner, AT and T thing is still going on for a lot of people and, and if uh, if they're using like a like a tunneling service like Smooth Ping, we're fine. Uh, then some people are having some other crazy issues with just getting online and it's just a pain in the end, you know. But what are you gonna do? I keep getting the uh, the error one thirty two. Yeah. Where it just crashes on you. Yeah, I keep getting those. Yeah. It's very nice. So so we did uh we did ascend a council and that was a lot of fun. And uh then Tremedies and that was a lot of fun and then we called it for the night. It was fun. We don't. We it's it's nice raiding casually. I guess it's it's not something that I'm I'm used to because I've always been in a guild that's like okay we're gonna go like three times a week and it's gonna be for this long and if we don't get anything done well you're the one who's at fault. Kind of it's fun now just kind of going with people that I like and not having to worry about pushing it so much and we could do like you know a a new boss or two a night and go very slow and take it at our own speed and not worry about anything like that and it's. It's very nice. The expansion is very forgiving with that, too. Yeah, we've been working on uh, Nefarian. Haven't quite gotten him down yet. Nefarian sounds we... like a f- fun fight. Uh, yeah, oh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think we got him down like 30%, 35%, something like that. I don't know. But it kept falling apart, so we're still working on it. Good times. Anyway. I like Meloriac. We were talking about Meloriac earlier. I love that fight. I think Meloriac is one of the best new fights. That one's fun. I hate the whole interrupt aspect of it. I think that's what's fun about it, is that you get this whole, like, staggered interrupt stack. Like, you can you basically select how hard you want that fight to be early on. It's oh, yeah. a lot of fun. 
I just hate it because I'm a rogue, which means I have to kick things. No, I'm the I'm the ads tank. And that cast, as a warrior, I'm an ads tank. Yeah. So I just run around the room like crazy all the time, keeping those little dudes on me. That cast, where he summons the ads, it's like this really really fast cast. So if you're not watching for it. He'll yep. get it off, and you can't interrupt yep. it. We didn't. Usually, we have a warlock to kind of slow down the cast on it, which is fine. But we didn't have one last night, so not too much fun. It made it a little more difficult, just Ugh. a little. Right. So then. yeah, Warcraft's been good to me this week. I've uh, been a okay, doing pretty good. Medros, I think we have stuff to talk about, don't we? We do. And actually, uh, first off, I want to talk about a new sponsor that we have on the show here. Oh, hey, cool. Yeah, the new sponsor of All Things Azeroth is Doghouse Systems. They're a maker of awesome gaming PCs. I'm sure you've heard about Alienware and other makers of computers like Dell and lots of other companies, but Doghouse makes computers specifically for the gamer market. The Armor series of computers is a line of computers that are perfect for playing WoW or even the newer games like Black Ops, StarCraft II, and more. And they come as low as $1,300. It's a really, really reasonable price. I want you to check out Doghouse Systems and let me know what you think. That's doghousesystems.com. And, of course, use the code BACON to get a $25 Jinx card when you buy a new PC from them. Bacon? Really? Bacon. That is awesome. Somebody knows their audience. <laughs> yep. Well, <laughs> it's kind of a theme here. As, as many people who have been listening to the show for a very long time will know, that is a very big theme. Where's the bacon? <laughs> bacon. Uh, as soon as I have the money and, and can, you know, afford to, I will definitely be getting one. I would kill for one of those systems. But so are, are you guys, are you guys right bacon now. neutral? Are you guys cool with the turkey bacon? Because, or are we just talking about pork bacon? Turkey bacon's pretty I, good. I'm, right now, we're trying to eat a little bit healthier and the turkey bacon's all all good in the house right now it's nice and thin and it cooks up crispy it's really i love i love me some turkey bacon i love crispy I, bacon I like them not both. sure I, not, i've okay. never tried it's, it's turkey good. bacon though so delicious it's good you should try it it is it is actually a, a good bacon alternative they starbucks has these little sandwich breakfast sandwich things they make one that has turkey bacon on it that thing is good Actually, I also wanted to mention before we do move on to the news um, that uh, yesterday, uh, Dawnforge Productions, which is the company I started to enclose all the podcasts that I'm involved in and that I've produced, and welcomed a couple of shows to the network. Uh, the first one is a new show. It's a music show called Halfway Around the World. It's hosted by our moderator, Jen, who also hosts Inside My Head and also co-hosts the Gemini Dragon podcast, and also Colin of the Ouroboros podcast, which I'm not going to spell out for you because I couldn't for the life of me. But do check out DawnForgeShows.com uh, for that one, or Halfway.DawnForgeShows.com for their site itself. And also, we welcomed cool. a existing podcast to the network, and that is, of course, the Obscure Cast, hosted by Gaz and Pewter, who many of you will have heard on the All Things Blis- All, All Things Obscure BlizzCon weekend. Um, it was a really awesome event, and really joined the the two podcasts together in a in a great way. So, uh, I want to thank them for joining the network, and we do look forward to uh, some really awesome content uh, coming out of their show. And working with them to improve all of the shows in the network. So, again, welcome to Halfway Around the World and ObscureCast to Don Forge Productions. Question is, does Halfway Around the World, does it have the air guitar? Uh, not yet. Oh, it needs the air guitar, like Back to Basics. I miss Back to Basics. The unfortunate <laughs> thing is that the air guitar from Back to Basics is a copyrighted 
um, tune, and they play only pod safe music. So um, I doubt we're yeah. hearing that, though I'm sure somebody created a independent music track that happened to have that specific rift. Um, I'm sure that we could play that. I loved that. But unfortunately, guitar. I haven't heard anybody would do a, a song that has that specific uh, opening. So <laughs> perhaps one day, perhaps one day. Uh-huh. Well, how about before we get on with the news, let's uh, let's play our first segment. So just so we can get one of those segments out of the way. We do have two segments today. Uh, the first one I want to play is, well, it's been a while, but let's, uh, let's ask Moo, shall we? Okay. Hello, friends. This is Moolia Feathermoon, here to answer your World of Warcraft questions from the Tauren perspective. I have a couple of questions to answer today, and here is the first. Hey Moo, this is Chris Blatt from the chat room, and I've got a question for you. Now, since the Cataclysm, I've noticed that a lot of people who weren't goblins or worgens before have become goblins and worgens. And worgens? Worgen? I don't know, whatever. I can figure out the thing with the worgen because what they have is contagious so a scratch could turn someone who wasn't a worgen before into one that makes sense but what would turn someone into a goblin I'm kind of at a loss here so maybe you can help me out why is everyone turning into a goblin besides the fact that they have explosives yes I know that's cool well Curseblatt that one's easy as you know Goblins are all about profit. Quite some time ago, one of them came to the realization that there is a lot of gold to be made by being a part of the Horde. So, they invested in the services of a powerful mage to polymorph them into a member of another race where they could cash in on all the quests and such, but without jeopardizing the neutral status of the goblins. When the Bilgewater Cartel goblins joined the Horde, that was all that was needed to allow the polymorphed goblins to revert to their true form. Another question I received is from Jerry, who asks, what is the easiest drake to obtain? Most people will agree that the easiest is to get the Bronze Drake from Heroic Culling of Stratholm in the Caverns of Time. Simply kill the Infinite Corruptor within the allowed time and he drops the reins of the Bronze Drake. A couple of level 85 guildmates could probably plow through it in about 15 minutes. That's all for this edition of Ask Moo. I need your questions, so please send them to me at askmoo42 at gmail.com. Call me at 201-Azeroth, that's 201-293-7684, or Ask Moo, all one word, on Twitter. Until next time... May the eternal sun shine upon thee. Some very good questions there, I think. We got two questions this week. Cool. Indeed. And I'm a bit concerned about the polymorphing of 
goblins for that long. I didn't realize they had polymorph blood elf or anything like that, but eh, I guess mages aren't that powerful. It was Ronan. Clearly, clearly. He was planning on making an army. His creepy raptor army. <laughs> His creepy raptor army. <laughs> I, I can believe it. I can believe it. And now the news. From around the world of Warcraft. Let's uh, talk a little bit first about, uh, about Lunarfest. Here, here's my biggest annoyance with Lunarfest. I got a quest in Stormwind where all my characters are hearth right now saying that I had, should go visit the, the Winterfest Emissary, just like I do every year, and it points me to the park. And a big crater. I don't see the problem here. <laughs> There's no emissary there. So uh, There's nothing there except the big crater. Are, are, are you sure? Maybe they were, like, under the rubble somewhere. No. Yeah, you're supposed to save there, there was actually... <laughs> what, what are you doing? There was actually help. about a half dozen people there <laughs> sitting, standing around saying, I can't... I can't find him. I can't click on him. Where is he? I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> Deathwing has no use for the Lunar Festival. Neither do I. I did all that stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you something. The Lunar Festival is pain and agony. <laughs> um, so, so, sorry. Um, you, you mean that it's... Uh, it's... I, I appreciate it, thank you. Yes, that's exactly how I feel when I talk about the Lunar Festival. It lasts, like, three weeks, so we've got to see all that crap in Orgrimmar and Storwind for three weeks. It's one of those where you just sort of... I mean, it's, it's made easier now with flying, right? Where you can just kind of put, point yourself in a direction to go make a sandwich. But, you know, that's not a holiday. That's not fun. And then Omen doesn't drop anything. Hmm. You kill him for the sparkle buff. Wait for everyone else to kill him, and then and then you stand in the thing, and then that's it. It's just it it feels so old in comparison to the 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 newness of Cataclysm. It's just this old relic of the of the uh, of the holiday system. Even the other ones had you know uh, like you know a boss to fight. I don't know. Wanted something new. So so then would you say that? Yeah, well, not the whole of Azeroth. Apparently, our traditions of wandering around and begging for money from dead people is still uh, alive and well. But we're only asking for one coin, so... Yeah, but how many people have they got to give coins to? True, true. These, these spirits are broke. Well, they keep having all those coins to give away, so clearly not that poor. Apparently, the afterlife is very, very profitable, I suppose. What do you guys think about the fact that there's still really no big deal, I guess, is the best way I can put it, around Lunar Fest. I mean, it's just you fly around and try and get all the coins. And <laughs> no, I'm picturing, like, Seinfeld. What's the deal with the Lunar Festival? Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. You're having way too much fun with that soundboard today. <laughs> I wish that they'd update it or do something to it. I, I wish they would, because uh, it's getting a little old, a little bit. I remember Love is in the Air is coming up, and Love is in the Air was not on the new holiday system back last year, right? Like, it was the one that just missed 
the new system that they were putting out. So we're going to get that whole love is yeah. in the bag with the potential rocket mount in it this time. So uh, that's the I holiday ran. I'm looking for. And wasn't there a boss? Yeah, the chemical yeah. dudes. In, in in Shadowfang Keep, I'm wondering... I'm, I'm wondering how they're going to do that. Is it going to be in the low-level Shadowfang Keep or the heroic Shadowfang Keep? What do you think? Mm, it doesn't matter because you just point there. You just port there instantaneously anyway just by queuing up for it. It's like a different internet instant oh, yeah. server. It'll and just be in the, the courtyard again. Same anyway. fight. Same fight. Yeah. This time with I'm the bag. I missed that. Last year we, we ran it. Oh, man. We ran it late at night and, you know, it was me and the gang that had the billion alts apiece. So we were in there literally for like three hours every night just going from alt to alt to alt trying to get that stupid rocket never saw it drop nope. not once nope I don't think we even have one on our server I don't think one dropped on our server I don't know if the horseman's any was it was the horseman that was the last one that was part of yeah. the new system if, if that's any indication we'll probably see yeah. a lot more this year I'd imagine. Yeah, I didn't get a I didn't get a horseman. Not not excited about that. I I saw a lot Did of people get, get it this, year, this past year. I yeah, I saw everybody get it, but me. Yep. I think I actually was the one that wanted it. I think Anne actually sent me <laughs> <laughs> sent me a message on on uh, AIM or something like that after it was going. I didn't get my stupid horse mount. I'm like, I know, me too. Let's let's be sad together. Well, in. When it comes to that, I can only want say one thing. When in doubt, blow it up. <laughs> Thank you, Medros, for advocating horse violence. Continue. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so we do have some actually some actual news topics to talk about. I, I was a little, I was just a little peeved that they still hadn't updated the uh, the quest in Stormwind to go to the person in the park that is now a crater. I think that's kind of funny. I think that's kind of funny. Poor little low levels wandering around. Where's that guy? He must be around here somewhere. Ah! And then they jump off the cliff. Yeah. Because they forget that there's nothing there. So, um, so <laughs> as I said, Matt, you are Mr. Toll Brad. So uh, it's been a while since we've heard your your thoughts on the show about uh, Toll Brad. Uh, can you give us an update on on what the latest about Toll Brad is? Nothing has changed. It still sucks. Nothing has changed. We don't know yet. All right. Who knows? Who cares? So <laughs> eventually we'll get some. We'll get some news. And there's nothing on. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> there's really nothing on the PTR about it right nope. now either. I mean, they did like a couple of things, but nothing exciting. Yeah, sad but true. The spawn rate of rusty rifles has been increased. I guess that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's that's awesome. Glad, glad to hear it. And, and what the hell's that about? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. They're dailies. You the really dailies. should go do those but, dailies. But now I'm doing dailies in Twilight Highlands and and Grim and um, uh, for Therizane and and I'll be doing Hyjal when that comes out. And I just don't have the time for all those damn dailies. I did the Therizane dailies until I hit Exalted, and then I only went there and did it if it was Pebble. And now I have my Pebble pet, so there's like, I guess I should go back and do the Glop stuff for the Glop achievement, but. I just wanted my pebble pet. Now that I'm done with that, I'm like, uh, you rock guys, just go live in your rock realm. I'm done with you. <laughs> just to clarify, the pebble pet comes from Eternium veins? Uh, no, no, no. The pebble pet, okay, from the Eternium veins, you get um, a geode, geode, which is like this floating spinny thing. Okay. And I have one of those. Um, the okay. pebble pet, you have oh, to do 
the rescue pebble daily ten times. And when you've done it ten times, then they send you the pet in the mail. And that's the go blow up the rocks thing? No, you go down into um, that one spot that looks like something really unpleasant underground, and all the worms uh-huh. are down there, and Pebbles okay. gotten himself lost down there. And you have Aww. to talk to him and then escort him back out. Wait, there's a... There's a that, that's the one with the, with the worms. Uh-huh. I've been down there doing that daily down that daily down there killing the worms a bunch of times. I've never seen anybody down there other than the one little guy that gives you the blow up the rocks thing. If you go to the Therizane where Therizane is at, there's a yeah. there's a rock dude out there and occasionally he will give you a daily to go rescue Pebble down there. Hmm. I've never even seen that quest. Yeah, it, it it's rotational. It's not always there. Yeah, it's not always there. Um, usually if you see the one where the guy's down there in the hole and he tells you to go blow up some rocks, it means that Pebble's not that day. The, yeah, like the only ones that I, when I when I haven't seen that one, the the, the one that it seems uh, to switch with is go... Um, Kill the dragon? No, the, the dragon and Glop are connected. And okay. then the, the where well, you have to click on a ruby thing the ruby thing and the blow up the rocks ones are the two ones i've seen connected i think the ruby thing and the blowing up the rocks and pebble i think those three are interconnected somehow because they rotate through when the game first came out when the expansion first came out like the first week or so it was nothing but pebble so i had it done i had like eight of them i had done it like eight times or something like that and then we had this like two two and a half week stretch no pebble no pebble at all and then we got him once, and I was like, yay, this is it. And I turned it in, and I didn't get my pebble, and I was very annoyed. And then it was another week before we saw the pebble quest again, but when I turned it in that time, I got the achievement for it. It's it's just, it's really random, and when it shows up, it's not, there's no schedule to it or anything. It's just, either it'll be there, or it won't. I will have to, uh, to be more uh, careful to watch for that, because, yeah, it's very, very annoying. Um, but uh, definitely something to consider. I, I haven't had, I haven't got any pets this this expansion. None. None. Did you get the jousting? Yeah, sorry, pet? yeah, sorry. Okay, sorry. Yes, I got one. Sorry. Okay. And, and how many have you gotten? Um. <laughs> well, let's see. I have the joust pet. I have the little dust spider. I have pebble. Wait, dust I have spider? the fox kit. Yeah, dust spider. There's a rare up in the cave. In, in you know where the worms are, right? Yeah. There's a rare spider that spawns up in a cave, and you can only get to that cave if either a you're a goblin and you have a belt and your belt malfunctions, or b if uh, you have that quest to blow up the rocks. If you go stand on top of one of those rocks and you blow it up while your back is facing the cave, it'll blow you into that cave. And then if the rare spawn spider is there. Uh, I think it's called Jade Fang, and you kill Jade it. Fang. Yeah, Jade Fang. Jade Fang will drop a tiny shale spider pet. And the best part is, is that any of these uh, these new uh, super rare mobs that are in the game are tameable by hunters, and if you kill them for the for the pet instead of taming it as a hunter pet, they drop an item called Crystallized Tears, and yeah. how. It's all the crystallized tears of all the poor hunters who didn't get to tame it because you killed it. I love it. And that I is a true so fact. Love that. 
Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, so there's uh, the spider. Um, I got the clockwork robot from archaeology, and I got the raptor hatchling from archaeology, and I have an elementium geode. I think that's it. Oh, and I have a, I have a mini fell yeah, I, I actually also have the, uh, <laughs> the raptor pet and the raptor mount as well. Got those actually like two away from each other. I love that raptor mount. You hit the space bar, you hit the space bar, and it makes the creepiest noises all like, <laughs> you know. I, I love that. I love that. All mount. right. Well, uh, enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, enough of the uh, all things wild pets uh, podcast, and uh, let's let's move on to uh, Paragon got the first world kill of Sinestra Heroic. And in, in doing yeah. in announcing this, they had a few things to say. Now, you guys, at least you, Shade, I know are, are a fairly frequent raider, and Matt, I believe you are as well. Yep. So what do you guys think about their criticisms of, of, the, the, uh, of the fight and how it went for them? The thing is, is Sinestra was not on the beta servers. I don't even think that these raid bosses... I don't even think the heroic modes were on the raid servers. Maybe they were, I don't know. So Paragon, being lucky enough to be the first guild to get there, also got to discover any bugs that happened to be present in that boss. And they did approach it correctly, because they said, you know, anytime they discovered a bug, they would stop what they were doing, they would report it, they would wait for Blizzard to fix the thing, and then they would start over again, because they didn't, they didn't want to make that kill, that world-first kill, with by you know because of a bug or something like that they wanted to legitimately beat it which you know is perfectly understandable i mean you look at oh what was that guild that got insidia. the uh, insidia yeah got themselves they got into trouble cuz they 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 exploited the heroic lich king encounter to beat it blizzard kind of came down on them really heavily so paragon was just making sure that that didn't happened to them, you know, which is I, that's completely understandable to me. I think that if you are a you know, bleeding edge going first into all of this new content that nobody's ever seen before, you should probably expect it to have a few bugs. And and I don't think that there's any issue with that. They just haven't had anybody test it, you know. Now, we, we actually talked about this a bit on Group Quest this past weekend. Uh, we had MacGyver... Gaz, Pewter, and uh, Razorbug as, as guests on Group Quest this past weekend, and it was interesting to try and kind of get a, a, a gauge as to what the thinking is, because yes, um, Blizzard does test these internally, but they don't have the ability to really thoroughly test them um, as much as a guild like Paragon would, uh, and they can't sit there and be listening to what Paragon's considering or planning or thinking uh, from the fight, so do you really believe that this is just one of the aspects of your own bleeding edge? Bleed a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that just kind of comes with being the first guild into something. Um, Blizzard, sure, they can test that internally all that they want, but it's not the same as having people that do not work for the company and have no idea what that encounter is going to be. It's, it's just not the same thing because you're dealing with people that are working for a game company and kind of have at least, you know, a basic grasp of game design and, and understand that, okay, well, if the encounter does this, then more than likely it's because this is going to happen. So they go into it with that, right? They don't think outside of the box so much because they know the confines of that box. 
going in and testing it. Whereas somebody like Paragon, bunch of people, they don't work for Blizzard, they're just coming in and trying everything that they can. And since Blizzard has... I don't think that they have anybody that can test it the same way that a guild with no knowledge of how that encounter is designed or how that dungeon is designed. It's not the same thing. I said this on uh, I said this on the Wild Insider Show actually today. Yeah. This is like winning the Super Bowl, and then when you get the Gatorade dumped on your head and the trophy brought up to you, and they say, "What are you doing now?" It says, "Well." The field was a little uneven, and the ga- grass wasn't cut exactly right. And to be honest, I don't think that the uh, the lines were drawn the exact way I wanted them to. And uh, you know, it, no, <laughs> you just won the Super Bowl. Be happy that you got this kill and that you dealt with yeah. all of the all of the crap that came with it. You don't, you know, the first people to say, "What do they, what do they say when you win? You win the it, Super yeah. Bowl." They say it was a long, hard road. But we got there, and we did it, and now you wave the trophy high. Paragon uh, should be doing that. Yeah, go Steelers. <laughs> All go <right>. Steelers. <laughs> now, is there, is there a point to be made that Blizzard maybe shouldn't be keeping these fights secret? Like, they should test them more in public? We weren't supposed to know. We weren't supposed to know about Sinestra. No. We weren't supposed to know. The whole point... The whole point of that Sinestra was, was that there was a big secret under yeah. Chogal. What was Chogal hiding? And the big secret was Sinestra and the eggs and the whole, oh my god, Deathwing is, you know, breeding. That's not good. And we knew we knew about that Ew. months before with the Datamine Sinestra stuff. So Even it's, in beta, yeah, I'd we, love to yeah. see more secret yeah. stuff. I mean, I would love, I would love there to be a huge story element at the end of that fight that we would have just seen because Paragon finally did it, which blew the roof off some big story element. But we didn't get that because it's all been data mined, and that's all people care about. I think it would be cool if they would introduce something, like make sure that they don't put it in until the patch before the day that it's implemented. Yeah, the day that it's implemented, so that nobody can data mine it. I, you know, because, okay, don't get me wrong, I love the whole data mining thing, and, you know, bless MMO Champion, because they are the kings over there of getting all that stuff out there, and I love it, I, I really do, but every once in a while I kind of wistfully go, wouldn't it be cool if Blizzard introduced something that could not be data mined, that, like, you know, just took everybody by surprise, and we all went, what? I mean, wouldn't that be great? Fun fact, during the RAF beta... Uh, they were data mining out the uh, the stuff for the raft beta, and they had the recordings. Or I'm sorry, they didn't have the recordings. They had the uh, the transcripts of the the raft yeah. gate, and nobody knew who was saying what because some sound files were in and some si- some sound files weren't. So when Arthas says, you know, Sylvanas, and turns his head. Everyone assumed that Sylvanas was going to be doing this huge, amazing, like, coup on the that. Lich King and the Horde, but it didn't happen. It turned out to be Putris and this yeah. whole other storyline that people didn't know it was going to happen. And and we were just we were just sitting there like, oh, yeah, this is one, where one place where data mining sort of fails. I want them to do that again. I want a big Raftgate-like event to, 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 to creep up on. Yeah. What if they did it so that uh, when, when a raid beat a boss... Their clients streamed a cinematic. That's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a lot of work. But is it? I mean, what, 
all, I mean, they, they streamed content all the time, so they've got the servers built in for it. Uh, it would just be a matter of making it so that... The trigger for it was a boss kill, a specific right, boss right. kill. Well, yeah, and, and, and that way, you know, since your, your world first, you're going to have people sitting there and watching that fight anyway. I mean, I'm sure they had plenty of devs watching Paragon's fight, their attempts on Sinestra repeatedly. Just, you know, once once you think they're going to get it, you you upload the file. Other, until then, everybody gets a 404. Nobody knows what's there. That's kind of interesting. Like the day, the day someone beats the boss, the Blizzard opens up a site on the community site, uh, you know, page on the community site that says, you know, the storyline has progressed. Once someone does it, or, or or they or they sit there and you know um, they have a file there, you know, one two three dot WMV or whatever the hell their video files are in, mm-hmm. and then that's only changed to the right file name that everybody will be trying to access. When it's clear somebody's going to beat it, and then, bing, their clients, you know, stream that content automatically as soon as that's done, and boom, a surprise. Yeah, that's something. I mean, it's a, it, it's a it's a it's a bit of work, but you know, it, it's a bit of work, but it keeps the surprise. You can't data mine something you can't access. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. It's an idea. Maybe Blizzard will do it someday. Maybe they won't. But that's the only way I can think of that they can do what you're saying. Have a surprise that nobody can data mine. Make it so nobody can access it until right at the time they're going to. It'd be nice. It, it would be nice. I, I'd like to see a surprise of some sort. But still, I mean, congrats to Paragon because they've cleared everything now. Well, okay. no, they still got to do Alakir. Alakir. They have yeah, not they done Alakir. Alakir. I've heard that Alakir on 25 Heroic is considerably oh. more difficult than 10. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running 10, man. See you guys later. Yeah, well, I know that he's <laughs> he's been beaten. He's been beaten by a 10-man guild. There was a 10-man guild that actually got the world first on him. But uh, the 25s, from what I heard, the 25s are substantially harder. It's very interesting, actually, the, the way that they've done this is that... Um, mechanically, a lot of the fights are actually harder on 10-man than they are on 25 because of the number of people each healer has to be responsible for in a certain amount of time, during a certain amount of play, you know, boss length and things like that. And a lot of the fights in 25 have have been noticeably easier than that in 10-man because of some, you know, some issues with with the number of people that healers have to be keeping track of. Uh, And yet... Alakir has just decimated 25 mans. I just find that funny. Yeah. He hasn't killed me, and I can be proud of that. Just mechanics. Just mechanics. <laughs> it's all about the mechanics, I guess. Everything's about mechanics. The, the whole game is about mechanics. I mean... Oh, the Ascendance Council. That's the a Ascendant fun Council fight, is, by the way. It's a pain in the but on 25s, it really is, because you're just running all over the place, and everybody else is trying to run all over the place, and there's so many of you. I, I don't... I, I feel much sympathy for our healers during that fight, when we do that fight. It's a lot of fun in 10-man, because it's it's focused chaos. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what it is on 25, <laughs> except that with 25, you have 15 more people there in the middle of all that, so it's just this really chaotic thing that happens, you know. Um, but there are other fights where, you know, having 25 people makes it pretty trivial. Meloriac, whatever his name is, he's pretty easy on 25. Conclave of Wind. From what I found. 
Conclave of Wind. I hate the Conclave of Wind. I, I liked it at first, because jumping from platform to platform was For fun. about 30 seconds. Because you jump and you go whoosh up in the air, and then you go boom, come on the other platform. This is awesome. And then you realize that the bosses themselves really stink. I like the idea <laughs> of the fight, though. I think I think it's a I think yeah. it's one of those fights yeah. that they cool they put idea. a lot of work into, and it just it, it shows because it's yeah. it's a fresh, new, fun kind of take on an encounter. And it's a very unique encounter. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. Okay, well, what else do we have to discuss? Because we've got a bunch of other things to talk about too, don't we? The PTR was updated uh, this weekend with a vendor that sells. Freshen items. Mm. Now, I actually did a test, because actually on, on Group Quest, we, I mentioned this as a theory of mine, and, and I actually did a test. For 2,000 justice points, you can get a stack of 20 Elementium Warm. I yep. farmed that in five minutes. Mm-hmm. It takes me yep. a lot longer than five minutes to get 2,000 justice points. Mm-hmm. Right, but the thing that you have to realize with that vendor, what that vendor is for is so that you have some place to dump those justice points. Like, I'm sitting at 4,000 justice points, and I have nothing to spend them on. Like, nothing at all, ever. However, I can take these justice points that I have acquired and go dump them into enchant mats or that kind of thing. You know, at least they're giving us something to do with all of those justice points. It's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be an economical way of spending your points. It's supposed to be. Well, you got them all. We don't have anything else for you to spend them on. So here's a bunch of trade mats. Yeah, it's just it's just a dump. And they don't want they don't want to kill economies either. That's the big thing is they don't want to kill the auction house or the economies. Well, yeah, like two thousand justice points. I, I there's a lot more I can think of to spend two thousand justice points on. But admittedly, I'm I'm. I've just got. I've, I've run two dungeons in in Cataclysm successfully till the end. You know. Yeah. One one day when you have so many justice points that they are coming out of every orifice on your body, and there's a room in your house dedicated to holding them, you're going to want to get rid of them. Yeah. In any way possible. That I, I'm not going to say that's not true. That is quite possible, <laughs> but I don't know how. To be honest, I mean, yeah. the, the pr- perspective I'm taking is this. I have now run two dungeons. I got, between the two dungeons, 70 justice points. I am a long way from being able to run heroics. So I have no idea how many days it would take me to get enough gear to actually run a heroic. And actually be geared enough for the heroic. Like, honestly, the 329 you need to have as an average is not nearly high enough, in my opinion. It took me a few days of just running a few dungeons each. Like, I'd run, you know, three or three or four dungeons a night, but I was doing guild groups. So there wasn't the whole wait in the queue aspect of it. We just, you know, we queued together and we went and we did the dungeon. The other thing is, is I did do my research and figure out which dungeons I needed to hit for those gear upgrades and specifically, you know, went to those dungeons to get those upgrades. But... 329, yeah. When you hit 329, you're pretty much good to go as far as heroics go. As long as everybody is careful in those heroic dungeons, they really aren't that bad. And if you're playing DPS, you're you're not going to have too many issues with it. And not only that, but the uh, the 333s and the 346s from the vendors that you can get uh, through rep make make gearing up for heroics very very easy. Just uh, you know, run dungeons, get your rep up, do the do the uh, do the zones with the reps in it, and you're going to get at least two honored or revered 
and you're gonna you're gonna have some pretty good pretty good gear at Revered. Once you're revered, there's good there's good gear on the majority of those vendors. They didn't they did not skimp at all on the reputation rewards for the various factions this time around. Um, there's something good on all of those vendors. It's kind of nice. Even some three fifty nines. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, yeah. once shabby. I once I can actually get too exalted on some with some of those you know reps, I can probably pretty easily get up to where I need to be, but. Right now, I mean, honestly, I was a bit disappointed that only my first dungeon ever gave me any justice points. The second one gave me no justice points at all. Well, you'll be excited to know that uh, that the eighty five the eighty five normal dungeons uh, in the next patch are going to be uh, the bosses are going to be uh, doing justice points at uh, in those. Uh, so, as I was dungeons. going to say, but I'm very happy. Yeah. <laughs> to mm-hmm. to read the news today, as I was uh, assuming <laughs> that I only got. Uh, only got rep from one, like justice points from one of those. That yeah, they have cha- made some changes. Uh, that normal dungeons will now give you 30 JPs a, a, a boss, and that you'll get 140 from your first normal dungeon uh, completed uh, instead of 70. And also, you don't need to explore any dungeons. They took that out. Yeah, once the patch comes out, you won't have to find the dungeon entrances anymore. Now, I do recommend. People, if you haven't found the dungeon entrances, go find them, please, because it makes it much easier. I I don't know how many times I get in the queue, in the random heroic queue, and we get halls of reflection, right? And we'd wipe. And then all of a sudden we have the tank and two DPS going, um, how do I get back to the entrance? You should know that. If you're queuing up for the dungeon, you should know where it is. That's just common sense. People are not going to hold your hand and lead you back to the dungeon. Just go find it. Like me, I mean, peop, you know, there are people who don't even know when they've discovered the entrance. Oh, it tells you. It's a big old flash on the screen. Well, here's the, here's the issue. The reason that they took this whole deal out was because a lot of the dungeons, which I don't even understand why they put this in at the beginning... A lot of these dungeons require you to do a decent amount of the zones that they're uh, kind of a- accompanied with yeah. to get there, uh, with the exception of, I guess, the Blackrock Caverns, which you can take that mole machine kind of near the beginning of Hyjal. Vashir, in order to get to Throne of the Tides, you need to have either done a fair bit of Vashir or swim down for a million years into that, uh, into the abyssal depths, and find it on your own, or get summoned over there. Like uh, there was no reason for you to have to find that place if you, you know, if you didn't do Vashir first, you weren't going to do that dungeon until you're 84, 85. Well, yeah, I mean Vashir. I mean, for for Throne of the Tides, you actually have to complete the zone. The you you get ported, like you get taken there at the end of the zone when you're done your last. Well, quest. you can swim over there, and you can swim down. You can swim down and and go underneath, but that's how we did um, it. Really, from a thematic standpoint, they want you to play through the whole zone and then get sucked into the thing, and then you're like, "Oh, I gotta go save that guy!" Oh, and plop, and you're in the middle of underwater Wonderland, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And, and there, you know, there's a specific kind of progression line that they were going with that. But I, I seriously, if you haven't, if you don't know where the dungeons are. Go find the entrances. It's very important that you know where these places are, or you're really going to irritate people. Because not everybody, you know, especially if it's like a healer or something like that, you know, 
a healer or a tank, if they don't know where the entrance for the dungeon is at, should they really be tanking or healing that dungeon? <laughs> yeah, true, true. It's just common sense, and it's courtesy. It's it's not hard to find these places, really. I don't think. I am curious. Um, I, I see one of, one of your guilds have the critter kill achievement completed, at least enough to get the pet. At what point do you actually see the, the item on the vendor? Once you reach the reputation to get it? Yeah, once you're revered. Okay, so even though our guild has earned the achievement to get the pet, until I hit revered, I won't see it. Yes. Yeah, you have to hit the appropriate reputation. It's a bit backwards to me. I mean, even even stuff you couldn't get, you still saw in the vendors in the past. Yeah. It was a little weird, but it's sort of like um, the vendor is kind of personalized to you, and when you click on that vendor, it checks your reputation or something. It's really weird. We haven't gotten the Critter Kill Squad yet on my guild, but we did get the fishing one. We we unlocked the seafood feast. That took forever. Here's a Lord in our... Actually, we, to update, we actually did get the Critter Kill, critter kill achievement. Yay! I was away from my desk for a few minutes when the event had started, hurried over to Stranglethorn Vale once, uh, once I got to my computer... And it didn't take long. I mean, we we, don't, we didn't even have a full 40-man raid. And we yeah. were going through, I would say, probably two or three hundred every, every couple of seconds, just killing snakes in Snaggerhorn Vale. Wow. Yeah, it was incredible. Nice. Like, we had yeah. so much AoE there that uh, I, I believe it's <laughs> Chris Blatt on his uh, Warrior was uh, at one point quasi-complaining that he couldn't find something that was alive. Because we had mages running around um, doing their AOE, we had warlocks running around. Every every class that has a, a an AOE without a cooldown was just spamming it. And then we had a great time when um, some people would come along and try and complete a quest there, pull in some elite mobs that would pretty much one shot all of us and kill us. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool though. I'm glad that you got it. What's your reputation with your guild right now? As the guild leader, I'm only I'm only currently uh, honored. Yeah, it takes a while. I'm revered with my guild, but it's going to take, like, a good month or so before I see Exalted. And that's if I'm very careful and I max out my rep every week, which I try to do. I try to do enough dailies that I max out my rep because, you know, I would like the rewards from being Exalted with the guild. It'd be nice. I wish that they'd remove that weekly cap. I really wish they would. I wish they would as well. And they're like... Well, they said they said that they don't want people to have to grind out rep with their guild. That's not how it's supposed to work. And I'm sitting here going, but I want to grind rep. That's what I do. I have fun doing that because I'm weird. Just let me do it. <laughs> but no, no, they won't let me do it. Before we move on to our next topic here, uh, all right, here's Warcraft Less Traveled. Okay. Warcraft Less Traveled A World of Warcraft time capsule dedicated to the exploration and discovery within WoW. The Critter War of the Mulgor Plateau The lore of Warcraft teaches us that Azeroth's struggle for survival has pitted the Horde and the Alliance factions against one another for quite some time. Each of us has most likely taken a side, joined the battle, and has become completely wrapped up and self-absorbed in our own day-to-day conflicts. 
So much so that I bet you've never taken notice of the plight of the helpless critters in Azeroth's forests and prairies. Did I say helpless? Oh, sorry, I meant vengeful, battle-ready, and weapon-wielding critters with an appetite for war. I say this because while exploring the previously unreachable mountain areas of Kalimdor a few weeks ago, I stumbled across a very strange scene. In the far northwestern corner of the Mulgore zone, there is an elevated plateau that neighbors the adjacent zones of Stone Talon to the north and Desolus to the west. This area can only be reached by Flying Mount and is titled as Mulgore, but if you look at it from the world map, the Mulgore zone in the northwest section has a small grassy area that is titled Stone Talon Pass. This is where this plateau can be found. And located at the top of this mountain pass, this grassy area is the native home to three of Azeroth's level 1 critters, Rabbit, Mouse, and Prairie Dog. And these lovable critters can be found scurrying underfoot, usually ignored by everyone flying over from quest to quest. Up on this plateau, however, I do suggest that you take a closer look at the rabbits, mice, and prairie dogs, because something interesting has occurred. They have gone to war with one another. Looking closely, you'll see miniature battle axes wielded by the rabbits. The mice are wearing pygmy-sized skull armor and helmets, and are dual-wielding shotguns, and the prairie dogs hold small daggers and wear turtle shell helmets. Yes, here at the edge of Mulgore, these three critter factions don weapons and attack one another. And from what I've observed, the skull helmet wearing mice focus their attention mostly on the rabbits, and the fluffy rabbits use their axes to fight the prairie dogs, and the huggable prairie dogs equip their turtle shell helmets to knife the mice. This is all very strange indeed. The various critters do not stay armed at all times, however, Often they appear quite normal, but each animal group seems to take turns growing in size, equipping themselves with a the gear, and battling the others. When the critters do mutate in size, they grow to nearly the height of a gnome, yet their mutated size and their critter tier gear is only temporary, lasting approximately 30 to 45 seconds. So when you do travel to the northwestern plateau in Mulgore, be patient if you don't initially see anything odd with these creatures' appearance. It may take a few minutes for each animal group to mutate and begin their attacks, and with a little patience, your wait will be rewarded. Besides chalking this Warcraftless travel location up to pure random nonsense designed by Nazaroth developer, we could take a couple of guesses at its source of influence. For instance, we could guess that this scene is possibly influenced by the rabbit battles in the novel Watership Down. You could also suggest that it may be a play on the fun quote from The Princess Bride, rodents of unusual size. And who knows, maybe these crafty rodents were part of the sample test group used for beta testing the Tollbrad Battleground. Well, that might not be true, yet I do know that, whatever the reason may be, this critter war on the Plateau of Mulgore is worth a visit for cheering on your favorite group of cuddly critters. Feel free to send your show comments and questions to warcraftlesstraveled at gmail.com or listen back to the show archives at warcraftlesstraveled.com My name is Skolnik, and until next time, remember to travel safe, prepare now for the next WoW expansion's playable horde race, the Prairie Dog, and leave only footprints. It's the bunny's fault. That's why Tolvarad is so messed up. I agree. It's all the bunny's fault. It was the bunnies and the prairie dogs. They were beta testing. They obviously didn't do a very good job. Bunnies must die. <laughs> oh, so, Shade, uh, I had a, I had an answer to one of your questions that you had for me a while ago, actually, on uh, on Twitter. 
What was that? You asked what the Naga Razor Epic, Razor Naga Epic felt like in your hand, if it was too small or too big. Yes. And I'm holding the Naga Epic right now in my hand, and it is actually smaller than I thought it would be. Oh, yeah? Which is very interesting. Yeah, Matt got one of those to uh, beta test, as it were. To review, actually. Review. I think it comes out next month. But oh, yeah? I'm holding it now. I have actually not opened this guy yet, and I had not... No one uh, no one knew I had this until I uh, posted about it on Twitter, and I just wanted to open this guy up, and oh, it is gorgeous. Good times. You, you got the mouse, like, a week ago, and you didn't open it yet? I've been busy. Jeez, oh, man. To do. I thought you'd be tearing that package open the second it dropped on your doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I could see myself, you know, because there are so many buttons on the side. How many buttons are on the side of that thing? Uh, there are, <laughs> there are 12. There are 12, 12 buttons. Yeah, I could see myself grabbing my mouse in a moment of excitement and just, like, watching my character have a seizure. Because, <laughs> like, I pushed all the buttons all at yeah. once. Yeah. Oh, man. This is, it definitely takes a little bit of getting used to, but I think this is going to be a pretty cool deal right here. Yeah, I think I'll stick with my plain old Logitech mouse with the simple buttons on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you School Nick for the Warcraft Let's Travel. That was I liked that one, actually. I love those weird little references. I keep wondering if it's like a reference to Redwall or something like that, you know? Any of those old the fantasy books with the little critters that fight each other. I, I, I'm pretty sure that that is the most covered secret place in Cataclysm WoW. Probably. I, the first time anybody ran across it, we, we got an email about it. We're like, what is up with these bunnies? They have helmets on and they're wielding knives and I don't... And the prairie dogs have shotguns. I'm like, yep. what were you drinking when you started playing? And then they had screenshots. I'm like, well, dang, what the heck? Somebody was in a weird mood, I guess. I don't know. We all know and love the taste of Coca-Cola, but what is Coca-Cola really hiding? Coke is so caustic that when transported in syrup form, the trailer is required to have a glass liner and hazard symbols displayed. Coke is known to contain phosphoric acid, a primary cause of tooth rot. Coke has been known to contain cocaine in it for that jolt of energy. Coke contains caffeine a known addictive substance. So when you reach out next time for something to drink, make sure that you don't reach out for the real thing. This ad has been brought to you by Citizens for a Healthy America and the makers of Diet Pepsi. <laughs> that was an interesting ad. Diet Pepsi tastes like diet death. <sighs> Me and my, uh, my caffeine-laden latte are just going to sit over here and go, oh, better health. Hmm. I tried going without <laughs> caffeine. I tried cutting it cold turkey, and, like, I lasted, I think, about, oh, 20 hours, if that. And then... How, how was the headache? Oh, I was walking around the house, and I was all bleary-eyed, and I went, okay, 
if this is what the world looks like without caffeine, I need Starbucks, like, now. <laughs> it's much better. I, I, I quit <laughs> caffeine a few years back, um, and I, I quit it for a full month. And I wrote a blog post on the blog I had back then, and to this day, that is the single piece of work I've done that has had the most comments. I think it had about 80 comments uh, before I shut that blog down um, of people who had gone through caffeine withdrawal and talked about the headaches and the pain and how cranky and irritable they got. And I'm like, yeah, that's caffeine withdrawal for you. Yep, I have very bad caffeine withdrawal. Yeah, I didn't really have the headache or anything. It just, it felt like I was walking through a fog. Yeah. Like, I couldn't focus on anything, and I needed to focus on things. So, yeah, I just went back to sucking down the coffee like there's no tomorrow, and life is good. And caffeinated. Yeah, it's still, every, every so often I'll, I'll, you know, I'll stop drinking caffeine for a couple of days just to make sure that I'm not uh, too dependent. You totally reminded me that I have Dr. Pepper in the fridge, though. I forgot it was there. <laughs> I, I picked it up on a whim. I haven't had soda, like actual soda soda, in, I don't know, a year or so. I think I had a little bit. I had a little bit when I was out at BlizzCon, and that was it. I, I've kind of cut soda out of my diet altogether. I stick to coffee. So, Shade, how about we do our trivia contest? We'll cover one more news story and then do some... Uh some voicemails and such that that i can do okay hang on let me let me do my little trivia question incoming so if you did uh if you read know your lore this week i covered uh the titan strongholds the known titan strongholds there's oldaman there's oldwar and there's now there's oldham oldham has actually been around but all we ever saw was the entrance, and the entrance was kind of interesting. There was, like, a little guy stationed outside, and he told you a little bit about how it was this Titan research facility, and you couldn't get in unless you had the plates of Oldham. But it turned out that Oldham is basically, it's the housing place for a weapon. Oldwar is, you know, kind of the home of the Titan that's, Titans, and it's also the prison of yogg And then Oldemon, Oldemon is pretty much, it's it's a repository for all history. Um, in Oldemon, though, there are three dwarves, three named dwarves sitting in Oldemon. And I want to know their names, and I want to know what they're a reference to, because they're a deliberate reference to something. Hudaman, Oldeman. <laughs> something like that, yes. I did find that piece interesting. I don't think a lot of people take note of the fact that we have been told before we even talked to what's the guy in uh, Alduar, uh sparkly guy, Algalon. Algalon. Yes. Before before we even talked to him, Algalon. Yes. Our already planned for visitation. They're they're coming back anyway. <laughs> that should be made them come back a bit faster. <laughs> I, I when I went back and I read that quest text from that old quest where you take you know you take the discs to the entrance to Oldham, and they say Azeroth has been scheduled for Rhi's visitation. I went back and I read through that quest text, and I went, wait, what? What? It has... It's been scheduled for revisitation, we just but don't then know what when. happened was... Yeah. Well, Al- and, and the whole Algalon thing happens because Algalon was going to come down and re-originate everything because the safeguards for the strongholds failed. 
And so they were like, oh, okay. We killed Loken, and that sent the signal. Because we killed Loken, Loken died, and the Titans were notified. Like, boom, and they sent Algalon down. So it was kind of our fault. But at the same time, it's probably a good thing that we killed him, since he was all woohoo, old god, you know, infested by wiggly worms and such. And then we got to fight Algalon. That was awesome. I, yeah, he was cool. I loved that fight. I loved the beginning of that fight because you engage him and then it does like this star field thing and it's all woo-hoo, and then you're just fighting in outer space. It's pretty cool. And it looks like we do have a winner. And man, that was the fastest answer I think we've ever had to any of our trivia <laughs> contests. Um, Malgara's got it. Uh, the name of the Vikings, or excuse me, the name of the dwarves, there's Olaf... Eric the Swift and Baylog, and they're a reference to an earlier Blizzard games called uh, the Lost Vikings. Did you guys ever play that? I had that. No. Oh, oh yeah. I, oh, I had it. I had it. Um, on, I forget which system I had it for, but I played the heck out of that thing. It was so much fun. Anyway, Malgara, Super pick a Nintendo. number between one and four. I believe they're actually also part of a the end quest line for Alliance in Badlands. Oh, really? Because you have to go take on a, a black dragon, and mm. I'm pretty sure they accompany you. Because those names sounded very, very familiar. And I'm pretty sure they are, yeah, they're part of the end quest line for Alliance in Badlands. Okay. That's Gamdor cool. I know it. that uh, when, you were, when you were Horde, if you went in there and you killed them as Horde, Eric the Swift had a chance of dropping a helmet. Mm-hmm. And that helmet, it let you charge things and stun them. We had a warrior in my guild back in Vanilla who farmed the heck out of those guys looking for that helmet specifically so he could take it into Warsong Gulch and grief people with it. Yes. So we, <laughs> so we kill those three dwarves. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. And he got the helmet, and then he'd go into Warsong Gulch, and uh, anytime he saw a flag carrier running by, he'd use the helmet, and it'd, like, it'd charge them, and it would stun them for like 10 seconds or something like that. So we'd just wail on him and get the flag. It was funny. I, I wonder if that's changed. I wonder if the current oh, yeah. version of Aldemont has changed so that they're not in there. Because if they're in the if they're alliance friendly in in the Badlands zone, there's got to be a story about why they're then in Aldemont. I don't know. I don't know if they're in Aldemont or not right now. Um, I, there are people in the chat channel saying yes, they're still in there. Uh, they were alliance friendly in Aldemont. It was just they were hostile to Horde because okay. obviously they were dwarves. So we could kill them to get the loot. That that helmet was a Horde-only helmet. It, it held the unique distinction of being a Horde-only helmet because only the Horde could kill the guy. Hmm. And it was, you know, mine on pickup. Anyway, so Malgara chose what? Malgara chose three. three. So congratulations, Malgara. You have won a Paint Mom loot code, courtesy of WoWTCGloot.com. That's pretty much the place to go if you want any kind of loot from the Warcraft uh, trading card game. Anyway, send me an email at shade at allthingsazeroth.com, and I will get you your loot code after the show. I thought you said Paint Mom, and I'm like, what? Paint Bomb. I'm having issues with, like, my sinuses today. (laughs) I have been all week. I'm like, I don't... I don't want to come down with, like, a cold or anything like that, because I'm supposed to be painting, so, like, yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, congratulations, Melgar. Definitely. Congratulations, Melgar, for your awesome, awesome prize. Now, this morning, uh, a post was made on MO Champion by our good friend, Babui, uh, who posted 
that the new vendor values of a few of the gray items from archaeology. I gotta say, I, I, I'm not gonna be selling any more archaeology stuff till this patch drops. <laughs> I know. I was looking at that list and. I believe I have made 12 words of Empress Zoe <laughs> over the course of leveling Alcor and I vendored them all and oh my gosh that would have been 12,000 12, gold yeah congratulations uh, on that that's okay this actually gives me more of an incentive to go back and start messing with archaeology again I kind of I did it I did it a lot I was like obsessed with it for a while there and then I stopped doing it because I was like I just got tired of it, but now I'm going to go back and do Dwarven Sites in particular. Remember, and here's the big thing, is that once the patch drops, you will not be able to collect more than 200 of any given any given relic or any given uh, uh, fragments. However, if you collect more than 200 now, you get to keep them. Yeah, I, I mean, and some of these items are getting like... A hundred times more value than they currently have. Like ten silver to six gold, ten gold to one thousand gold, nine gold to one hundred eighty gold. Like some major, major bumps to uh, values on some of these. It, it, it's actually, I was really blown away by. Really, they, they bump something from ten gold to a, a thousand gold. That's. Do you guys think that's going to go live? Like, do, they, do you think that value of that item is going to go live? I think some of them are going to get even higher. Yeah, I really? think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get more they thousand might. gold uh, things. Huh. Basically, like um, inscription has the whole thing with the cards, where you can flip the cards and you know get them. Matt, you were talking about that. How you got one with a thousand gold? I did. You you know murmurs, Tyler, from the mm -hmm. website. Yeah, he's gotten one five thousand gold card, and he got another thousand one the other night. He's just been raking. The most in the I've gotten is things. a, a ten yeah. gold one. That's most I've gotten. I haven't even messed with them. I haven't even played with them. I don't want to because games of chance, I fail every time. <laughs> <laughs> I just. But you play a game of chance. Shane. I have no it's luck. World of Warcraft RNG. <laughs> I have no luck, so I'm not even gonna try playing with those things. But um, archaeology, heck yeah, I'll, I'll farm the heck out of archaeology if I can make some money doing it. That's cool. Well. It, I mean, let's actually uh, go over a few of the changes that are coming for archaeology in this patch. First off, like Matt said, you can't hold more than 200 of any one uh, fragment at a time after this patch. Of course, if you already have more, then you do get to mm -hmm. keep those, but you cannot go back over 200. And also, right. once you hit 50, you no longer get reputation for, uh, points from the uh, gathering. So... If you have a character that can gather archaeology nodes, you want to be farming. You want to get those taken care of as soon as possible. Um, no word yet when the patch is launching, as they updated today. It's probably not tomorrow though. Get your first hundred points out of the way. <coughs> cough, cough. First week in February. Okay, so perhaps we'd be yeah, looking at a February first-ish release <laughs> of this patch. Probably something somewhere. Not that, in there. Not that anybody uh, here has any probably you know, when tips they, or, or leaked information on that, of course. Because Blizzard would never do that. No, but it would most likely, uh, my best guess is the most likely we're going to get the patch uh, when Love is in the Air starts. Good point, good point. And that way they can yeah. push out any uh, extra content or any More extra likely. tweaks they want to for that. That is correct. Glad we agree. 
but yeah, I, I I was interested to see that both they increased, you know, they kind of buffed it in this way, which is really really awesome. But they also nerfed it in a couple of other ways, so players will actually have to uh, uh, solve a lot of stuff a lot quicker than they norm than they have been currently. So, uh, folks, get out there, get your archaeology to 100 at least, yeah. um, and uh, then prepare for the patch. Start getting your 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 dwarf. Farm your dwarf. Just farm, farm oodles of dwarf stuff. Farm your dwarf. And then, you know, once a patch hits, farm the dwarf. That sounds really wrong now that I think about it. Yep. But yeah. <laughs> Hello, Metros and Shade. This is Olin. I'm calling to say that I received my Taverncraft Smog mug, and it is absolutely gorgeous. I have it right on my bookshelf, along with my Peter Jackson's Arwen Sword Hattafang, and my porcelain figures from the 1970s uh, animated series, and my little shrine to Tolkien, and it looks great. Thank you very much. Keep up the good work. Take care. You're very welcome, Olin. Glad you like it. I'm glad he got it. Definitely. Yay! And I'm also really interested because now he's saying he has like porcelain figurines from the from the animated. That's cool. I didn't know they had porcelain figurines from the animated thing. I'm being inundated with Tolkien a kid. this week. <laughs> it's just nonstop from yeah. all angles. Tolkien. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and here's actually a two-part uh, voicemail. Uh, for Shade. So uh, let's play this first uh, first part from Josh. Okay. Hi, guys. My name is Josh. I play a rogue on the U.S. server Venture Company. I had a question for Shade. I was looking at my talents, or actually I was looking at my hit chance and stuff like that, and I wanted to know if you can help me help explain something to me. It says uh, target level normal. Uh, from 81 to 88 or skull and it says chance commit miss chance all zeros and then it says on special attacks right below it the same thing the target level and it says zeros on all the way down now I know I've looked at the stuff out there and they said he's a hit rating of 241 if I carry three in precision which I do my hit rating is 252, and my hit chance is at 8.1%. I'm just wondering what some of that means and stuff like that. If you can explain it, I would much appreciate it. And I love listening to the show, guys. Keep it up. And uh, by the way, I'm an Alliance Rogue, so I'll meet you on the ground sometime. Now, let me just play his second email here, or second voicemail here. It's just a quick one here. Oh, guys, I just called, had a question for Shade about rogues and stuff. Uh, my name is Josh. My rogue's name is Lagaris, and it's on Venture Company Alliance side server. And yes, he is 85. I thought that might help out with answering your question for me. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Bye. Okay, Shade. Prepare to rogue out here. Answer his questions. Okay. Hit 
From what I could gather, because that was a little bit unclear, um, you're looking for information on hit. Uh, you're right about the hit cap, it being 241 if you've got three points in precision. The thing is, is there's three different hit caps out there. There's the white hit cap, there's the yellow hit cap, and then there's the spell hit cap. Um, if you're an assassination rogue, you should be concerned with the yellow hit cap, but you also want to concern yourself with the spell hit cap. And the reason is because your poison damage falls under the spell spell damage part of things. So your target hit, if you're playing an assassination rogue, is actually, if you have three points of precision, 1,127. And that means that your poison is not going to miss when it's ticking. It also means all of your yellow special attacks are going to hit. Um, it does not mean that your white hat you know, your white what what a white hit is is basically auto attack. It's it's any any attack that isn't special. So if you're just swinging your weapon, if you just you know click something and you're swinging at it, that's your white. That's your white damage. Um, white hit cap is one of those mythical beasts that rogues never hit, and you should never try to hit it. Um, the white hit cap for three points in precision is two thousand five hundred and twenty-three. If you dump all of your Reforging and everything else into hit, you might actually get to the white cap, but there's no reason to. So what you should be looking for is you want that yellow hit cap, you know, you want it where you've got it, but you also want to get your spell hit up to uh, that 1,127. Once you've done that, you're kind of golden as far as hit goes, and I hope that helps. Glad to hear it. And, of course, you can always... Email Shade if you have any other questions to Shade at allthingsazeroth.com. Yeah, there's actually there's um there's a really good guide to assassination rogues over on the Elitist Jerks forums. It's just you go into the rogue section and it's it's listed there. It just says assassination guide for Kata, and it lists all of those caps. It lists what kind of stats you should be looking for, what kind of gear you should be looking for, and it's all in one gigantic post. But it's really easy to read through, and I really recommend that you go take a look at that. Definitely check that out as a good resource. Now, we have one last voicemail here. This is from Wellington, and it's a bit of a long one, but let's see what we can help. Let's see if we can help him out. Okay. Hello, Medros and Shade. This is a first-time caller, long-time listener. Um, my name is Wellington. I'll go by that because I have about five main characters. I use them all the time, every time. I haven't had a chance to play since about, let's see, May of 2010, May of last year, so I have no clue about the experience of Cataclysm, how the classes are going, how the lore is evolving, so I was just calling to ask you if you could please fill me in on the following classes, Rogue, Hunter, Warrior, Paladin, and Priest. Those are my five main classes, and I just wanted to know what you think of those, how they've been, how's the experience with them in Cataclysm? Is it better? Is it worse? What should I expect? Um, should I be more relaxed? Should I be more on top of my toes in certain classes? What should I expect to be gone? What should I expect to be added? That kind of stuff. If you could please help me out with that, I'd very much appreciate it. I hope to be back in game soon. I just got settled in a little town in Texas after moving cross-country back and forth and back and forth. I'm finally here, Lumberton, Texas. 
it's small, but it's nice. Um, hopefully by next month I should be back and up playing again. Thank you and goodbye. Okay, before we answer his question, uh, I'd like everybody to please, when you leave voicemails, talk a bit louder. Thank you. <laughs> oh, honey. We do not have enough hours in the day to address what you just asked. Let, let, let me address the three classes I know. Paladins have holy power. Priests have shadow orbs. Hunters have no, ma no mana or ammo. They have uh, focus now. There, there, there's your summary. If you want more information, please go to thedawnforge.com. We have forums there, and I'm sure people there would be happy to answer any questions you have. Just post them in the All Things Azeroth forum. And the other thing that you might want to do, um, check out WoW Insider, because we do have a bunch of 101 guides for that have been updated for Cataclysm that kind of go over the basics of playing the class, what's changed, that kind of thing. Um, that may be something you want to look into, but... The sheer amount of changes that each class has gone through with Cataclysm makes them almost like playing a brand new class. Um, if you haven't played in that long, I would recommend, you know, when you get your game activated, go in, start messing around. Really, just start messing around, looking at things, pushing buttons, because it's like playing a brand new game. It really is. Uh, as far as the lore behind Cataclysm goes, check out The Shattering. It's a novel that was released by Christy Golden. That one actually explains the events prior to The Shattering and what, what's going on on the Horde side of things, and a little bit about what's going on on the Alliance side of things. Basically what happened, Deathwing got ticked and went kaboom out of the earth. It split everything all apart and, uh, you know... Azeroth is in tatters. That's kind of the short end of it. <laughs> Sounds about right, actually. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, but that's going to be about it for this episode of All Things Azeroth. Uh, we do have some emails we're going to get to next week. Assuming Blizzard doesn't provide us some news to talk about, which they haven't for the last couple weeks, so why start now? <laughs> please, oh, please, oh, please. <laughs> please. Please give us news or not give us news? Either. I'm not doing much. That, that, yeah, there's something to talk about on the show other than... Yeah, cool. there's a patch yeah. update. Two <laughs> things changed. So boring. Next. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Um, but, uh, Shade, how would you tell us how people can reach us, review us, and email us? Uh, you can reach us via voicemail. That's one seven eight five ata wow 5 or one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. 9695 You can find the show on iTunes to download. Please feel free to rate and review the show. Um, you can reach us via email. The show is just show at allthingsazeroth.com. Medros is medros at allthingsazeroth.com, and I'm shade at allthingsazeroth.com. Uh, you can also reach us via Twitter. Our Twitter account for the show is all things as, and then Medros's is Medros, and mine is Shades O Gray. That's Shades, the letter O and G R E Y. You can also follow Dawn Forge. That's the new company that we've got out there, and that's simply Dawn Forge on Twitter. And in case you're from New York, it's D A W N F O R G. Somebody actually had mentioned said they thought it was D O N F O R G. I'm like, Dawn. Okay. Like, yes. The big. Dawn, like the beginning of the day, Dawn. Um, you can also reach our segment, people, if you want to leave a comment for Warcraft Less Traveled. That's at Warcraft, Le Warcraft Less Traveled at gmail.com. Ask Moo if you want to leave a question for Ask Moo. That's askmoo42 at gmail.com. And then, Matt, why don't you tell people how they can reach your dulcet tones? Oh, all the, all the time you can reach me. You can uh, follow me on Twitter, <laughs> go Matt Go, G O M A T G O. Twitter. Uh, you can listen to me every week on the Wow Insider Show. 
go to uh, wow.joystick.com and click on the right there for the Wow Insider Show with me, myself, Matt Rossi, and uh, Mike Sacco for an hour of uh, us just kind of, I don't know, futzing around. It's fun. And uh, <laughs> we have a good time with that. And uh, uh, every uh, Tuesday on Wow Insider, doing a Reader UI of the Week. Every Thursday, add on Spotlight. Every Friday, the Lawbringer, and all throughout the week, uh, whenever they need me. You know, Matt, I'm thinking you guys should have some guests on sometimes. Random stuff. We, the problem is, is that we record at a really weird time, and uh, that's something we're uh, we're going to be doing. Uh, I have a list, uh, a list of things that the the show is going to be doing over the course of uh, this year, and uh, one of them is uh, guest issues. So, well, I, I happen to know a guest who you could have on the show who is currently unemployed and could be on any time you want. Oh, how you doing, Shade? <laughs> Yeah. Thanks. Anytime. Thanks. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, please do check out our Horde Guild, uh, Karen's Legacy or Alliance Guild, Heroes of Lordaeron. They're both on the Argent Dawn server. And you can find forums and a site for both of those at myguildhome.com slash H-O-L, all in small letters. You can check out the Dawnforge forums, which will have forums for all of the podcasts on the Dawnforge network, including all things Azeroth, GroupQuest, and the ObscureCast. And that's, again, at thedawnforge.com. And if you are looking for a web host, you can check out dreamhost.com. They're a really awesome web host that we use, and they're really awesome. Lots of space, lots of really good support, and they're really cool to work with. Really good prices, too. So check them out. And if you use the code DEATHWING, you can save $50 off of any new account. That's, again, dreamhost.com. And, again, I want to thank Doghost Systems for sponsoring the All Things Azeroth and Group Quest podcasts. Um, if you want to get a $25 Jinx code with any of their systems, and, again, some of them are really reasonable priced, as low as $1,300 for a really awesome gaming PC that will last you for a long time, you can use the code BACON. That is, a quote, again... The code BACON. Yes. I said BACON. <laughs> or, or as my good friend, female Morgan says, in-game, on a frequent occasion, Where's the bacon? And that's about it for this episode. Thank you again for tuning in. <laughs> to do check out, uh, again, Halfway Around the World, the new podcast on the Dawn Forge Network, and ObscureCast, who has just joined the Dawn Forge Network. Their first show will be back this weekend. So... And welcome to both fact, of them. every show except for this one on Dawn Forge releases on Sunday. So if you check the Dawn Forge site, you'll find a lot of stuff on cool. Sundays. But uh, thank you again for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. So take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of, well, the bacon. The Dutch oven. Or the Dutch oven, or... The Island Spice Red Dutch oven, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having issues with my sobriety today. This has been a Dawn Forge production, copyright 2011. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com.